Wow, praise the Lord, you guys. That was, uh, that was really fun. You know, when you do it all the time, you start to uh, take advantage of it a little bit. You, you don't really appreciate what God has put in front of you when it's what you do all your life. But let me tell you, you take a couple of years back and you let God do a work in you and all of a sudden you get up with your sisters and it's like, Wow, God, that was a blessing. That was fun. That was really fun. So hope you all enjoyed it. (laughs) I want to thank you all for having me today. I want to thank Pastor Brett also for having us. He's been such a longtime supporter of us. I walked into this building because we had been here before when we were younger. I walked in and I was like, hold up. I don't remember all of this. So a lot of things have changed for those of you that call this place home. Uh, So thank you for welcoming us back all these years. So because we have just a bit of time today, just a short, brief time, I am going to pray and get right on into it. So Lord, thank you so much. Lord, I thank you, God, that we are here because we want to know more about you. We are here because we want to see your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So, Father, I pray that you would bless the words that are coming from my mouth. I surrender myself to you, Holy Spirit, to do as you desire. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, I'm going to read to you all just briefly from one of my favorite passages of scripture. And this is my, I brought my, I brought my Bible. I don't have notes, but I do have the word, so I have everything I need, amen? So uh, it's in Exodus 33. If you have your word, you can turn to it. If not, it will be on the screen here. In verse 12, it says, Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways, so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Then Moses said, now show me your glory. So I love, I was listening to what Pastor John Owen said and I love when you were talking about this, what you're experiencing, the level of the presence of God in here. This is not a microwave activation. This didn't just happen because some people decided to do a conference. This is years and years of lives lived with the Lord, surrendered to the Lord. And for me, I want to tell you all just a little bit about myself. Obviously, came from, you know, out of Eden. So... I did that from when I was just really very young, my whole life. That's all I knew, just singing and praising God. And although I love to tell people about God, my relationship with the Lord would, you know, it was iffy. 
like a lot of young people. I couldn't decide, do I want to serve the Lord or do I want to stay attracted to the things of this world? So even as we would sing and we would minister and, uh, you know, I'd be 13 and, and people would be asking me questions like, um, what do you think about suicide? Like, how do you deal with, how should I deal with thoughts of suicide? And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm 13 years old, so I realize that I may have a platform, but I don't have an answer really for you. And so the pressure of people just needing you to know everything at such a young age, it was, it was crippling for me because I did not have enough of the presence of God. I didn't have enough understanding of the presence of God. So we would obey God. We did our thing. We sang. We loved Jesus. We served him. But we, my sisters and I, mainly me, I'm speaking for myself here, would end up feeling dry and like, okay, what is going on? I feel like I don't, I feel like I don't have that much to offer here. And so time went on and we kept singing. We were still in the spotlight. And I, I kept that dry feeling just over and over. So by the time we retired, I was like, I'm done. I am done with this. I don't want to pray. I don't want to. I certainly don't want to fast and pray, okay? I don't want to do any spiritual disciplines. I want to do my side hustle. And my side hustle, I'm just going to a moment of honesty. My side hustle was partying. So I threw the party, I loved the party, I just, I mean, that was it. People associated Danielle with two things, out of Eden and partying. Super confusing, right? You can imagine how twisted everything was on the inside of my spirit. When on one hand, I'm like, glorify your name, Lord. And the other hand, I'm like, doo-doo brown. No, okay, no. When that's the only song that comes to your mind, you know you're like for real saved. <laughs> like, I can't think of anything more modern than that. Okay, cool. That, I don't know, that's just, that's a song that came up. But, so, anyway, I just gave myself completely to partying because I just felt like the whole God thing was just a little rough. I had had, I'd had enough. I was giving and giving and not really getting anything back. And so I said, Lord, I gave you my gift for that period of time, and now it's my turn. So I just started storing up earthly possessions. That's what I thought I should do. I said, this is a good idea. But I knew Jesus. So <laughs> the Holy Spirit continued to tell me it was not a good idea. And then we were wrestling back and forth, back and forth. So uh, I would like to say that the Holy Spirit just, woo, I, I heard him and just decided to surrender my life. But y'all, that's not what happened. What really happened is the economic crash of 2007, 2008. So gas prices went through the roof. Does anybody remember this? So all of a sudden, uh, like, gas prices went up two, three dollars. And I'm cheap. So I was like, okay, I live 45 minutes away from my city city where all my friends are, and I'm too cheap to drive back and forth over and over, so what am I going to do? I'm going to stay at my house, but I don't know what to do at my house. Let's see. Well, I guess I could pray. 
I wish I, I could tell you that there was some like amazing moment where I realized that I could have a personal moment with Jesus, but that's not how it happened. It happened with me just being too cheap to go anywhere. So I said, well, all right, I guess I haven't, haven't gotten in this in a while. Maybe I'll start here. So I started reading some word. Well, okay, I haven't really prayed in a while, so let me do that. So I decided, okay, all right, yeah, I'll do some prayer. And then something happened. All of a sudden, it just started changing me on the inside to the point where the party was was not at all interesting to me. You see, my whole life, I had tried to ride this line between God and the world when all God was saying was like, don't worry, you shouldn't be worried if drinking is right or wrong. You should be worried about my kingdom. Your mind should be on the things of my kingdom, which is so much higher than the things that we as humans can get concerned about down here on earth. So instead of the Lord saying, okay, I want you to just understand holiness versus worldliness, he said, no, I want to take you to a whole new level where you live in my presence and you don't get outside of it. So I said, yes, Lord. See, because now by this time, I'm actually in the word. So the word is bearing fruit in my life, right? I'm like, yes, Lord, this is good. This is good. Keep on teaching me, God. I got humble and I decided I actually need to learn these things from point A and let the Lord continue me in this walk. So then I got really hungry. I said, oh, I better go to Bible school. So I did that. I started going to, to Bible school. And I said, I need to get around people that believe this and people that walk this way. So I did that. And the presence of God started raining down in my life. So much that somebody saw that and asked me to go on tour as a speaker. So I said, oh, God, this must be you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a world-famous speaker now. Duh. So that's what I did. I went on this huge tour, speaking all around the country. And you know what happened? I got to the point where I was on this tour with Christians in the club. Wish I could tell you that didn't happen, but it did. Because I didn't ask God if he was done the work in me. He started it out. He began the work, but I didn't let him complete it. I just thought, okay, well, this is my moment. An open door has come. Surely, God, you want me to walk through it. And I remember being at the club on tour going, what am I doing here? Because at this point, the level of the presence of God is heavy upon my life, so I can't. Remember, I'm, I'm here with God. So, God, why am I all of a sudden why am I falling back into this? And the Lord didn't answer me exactly, but he did say this. He said, look, if you, what you want is to be a big-time speaker and go all around the world, I'll do it for you. Is that what you want? Or you can go home to Nashville, hide in my presence, and I'll allow you to make disciples. Wow. And what... <laughs> I just can't tell you how impactful that was for me. 
that the Lord is saying, it's not going to be in public. It's not going to look like a big deal to anyone else, but my presence is going to go with you. It's going to be different this time. So that's what I do, did. If you're wondering why you haven't seen it, us, it's because I have been in the dark room for 10 years, letting the Lord develop me, develop something real in me, something that can withstand the pressures of this world, that can withstand the temptations, that can withstand the lies of the enemy. So why did I read this passage about Moses? It's because Moses said, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you're pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? When I was praying about this conference and you all, each of you, praying for you in that secret place, the Lord said, tell them that it's about to get more and more difficult to distinguish between what is me and what is the world. We have the drummer, they have the drummer. We have the choir, they have the choir. We hit the high note and everybody gets the chills. They hit the high note and everybody gets the chills. Am I right? And now, what is go you're going to see this happen. More and more people are going to choose to do Christian music, gospel music. More and more people that are, that are not following the Lord are going to say things that bring confusion to those who do not know the presence of God. So what the Lord said is, tell my people to get ready by being intimate with me. That's it. Intimacy with Jesus is absolutely everything. And I want to encourage you, if you're here tonight and you have somewhat of a relationship with the Lord, and by that I mean you may know him well, but you don't spend time in that secret place with him. I don't care if you are a leader, you are a pastor, you are the head worship leader. We are called to be Levites before the Lord. That means that we worship the Lord. That means when everybody else is trying to figure out, is it left or right? Where is the line? That we know it's not about that. It is about his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. So who are the Levites that are going to say, God, we choose your way and your way alone? Who is that? If you're in this room, it's called to be you. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt. But it's going to take a great desire for the presence of the Lord. See, before, when we're singing and I'm doing the speaking, it was an option. I liked the Lord a lot. I even loved him. I wanted him. And you could even say at times I needed him. So what does that look like to need the Lord? Okay, if you need something, then you go and you get it, right? And then you bring it back when you need it. You call on it when you need it. You go to it. You contend for it when you need it. But what Moses said, if your presence doesn't go with us, do not send us up from here. Because the truth is he didn't want the presence of God. He didn't need the presence of God. He had to have it. 
He had to have it day in, day out. Lord, show me your glory in the morning and at night. Lord, show me your glory in front of one person, in front of a thousand. It does not matter. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are in ministry or you are in leadership, do not go without the presence of God. Do not lead without the presence of God. I'm glad that you can play an instrument. I'm glad you can sing. I'm glad God has gifted you. But if he's not in it, tune your ear to the presence of God. What is he saying? What is he doing? And what does he desire of you? Because if you got to have him, then you will be able to live in the presence of God and you will be the conduit that will bring his kingdom to earth as it is in heaven. Thank you all so much. God bless you.